Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. That's me. Thanks for tuning in, and happy Thursday to you. Today is the 25th day of March, and if you like old-time rock and roll, it's Elton John's birthday for what that's worth. Thanks for tuning in again, uh, nine minutes after nine o'clock, and it is Mayor Thursday. I'm happy to welcome to the show Mayor Lynn Chamberlain from Tokerville. Lynn, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I got a $100,000 trivia question for you. Ooh, okay. For $100,000 uh-huh. in your bank this afternoon, what uh-huh. is the name of your theme song? Uh, the Fishing Hole. Oh, you got it. <laughs> I have a feeling. Listen, I'll get back with you in the check, okay? <laughs> I was going to say, I have a feeling I'm not going to see any of that money. <laughs> no. I would take a percentage of that in any kind of, 1%, whatever, I'll, I'll take I it. I could give you some good advice. Um, I'll take that. Plant your taters early. Plant your taters early. Okay? Yeah. That's uh, it. That's all you get. I don't have any potatoes. I don't have anywhere to plant potatoes, but it's good advice, Lynn. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today. You bet. Uh, for those that have been radio fans of Southern Utah for a long time, uh, people may remember that Lynn Chamberlain used to have a radio show on our sister station, KSUB, in, in Cedar City. Is That's that- right. I did uh, 24 years uh, wow. of the wild side with uh, KSUB Radio in Cedar City. Now, it was a weekly show? It was a weekly show, call-in show, yep. On was it Saturday mornings or no? It was actually on Monday mornings. Monday mornings. Yeah. Okay. And what was uh, what was the general theme? The gist of the well, show? I was uh, at the time <clears throat> the uh, outreach manager for the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. Oh, okay. So we talked about all things wildlife, basically, and uh, never seemed to run out of things to say. You were an expert on on deer and elk and bears yeah. and yeah and and plant you know vegetation. Yeah, the and, and what I fun. what I didn't know I pretty much made up on the spot so it worked out <laughs> the earmark of a good radio guy right there <laughs> lynn thanks for coming on today tokerville everybody probably knows i mean it's right off of the freeway on on the north end it, it, it used to be in my mind i lived in hurricane for seven years yeah. so in my mind tokerville was the exit you got off to get to hurricane if you're coming from the north <laughs> or, if, or or you went through if you're going to the north that was about right uh, about right. all i knew about tokerville i had one friend that uh, lived i worked with a guy by the name of Nick Adams. You probably uh, knew Nick when he yeah. lived there, a photographer. And uh, I don't know where Nick lives now. I don't think he lives in Tokerville anymore. No, he doesn't. I'm not sure where he's at either. I haven't heard from him for a long time. But I, uh, I know he's in town still doing stuff, but I just don't know okay. where he ended up settling. But yeah. uh, and, and that really pretty much was the extent of what I knew about Tokerville. What was I missing, Lynn? <laughs> I know. Well, Big question. Uh, uh, you know, Tokerville is... Uh, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on my facts, but I've, I've been looking around, and Tokerville is basically, as far as I know, the second oldest city in Washington County. Really? I think New Harmony might be the only one that's older. Um, 1858 was the founding year, and uh, ever since it was put in, you know, Tokerville has been basically the center of the universe. Uh, at the time it was made a city, it was in Kane County. Oh. And it was the county seat of Kane County really? for a couple of years until they became a state and and split the counties up a little different. And now we're just a little bit of a part of Washington County. We're proud to be here. But it is a wonderful place to live. Uh, there are a lot of good people. Well, not a lot. A few good people. <laughs> some good, some not, maybe. I don't know. There, that's uh, not to say that some of them aren't good. I'm going to get myself in trouble here, yeah, but I've done yeah. that before. 
By the way, uh, if you're wondering, Tokerville, according to Google, is 18.9 miles from St. George. That That's right. about right? Uh-huh. Uh, and... Uh, Again, Tokerville, population-wise, right now, and, and we're going to talk about this in a second because yeah. it's going to change, but right now you got about 1,700 residents? About 1,700 residents. We have 620 rooftops at this point. Hmm. So, yeah. Small three, town. Three per household. That sounds about right. Pretty, yeah. pretty sleepy, right? Nothing. You don't have a big convention center or, or rodeo grounds or anything where stuff happens. We do not. Much. We have, uh, let's see, Nothing. <laughs> and you know what? People that live there kind of like that. Not even a gas station. Not even a gas station. You have to drive to Laverkin to get gas. Next town over, not too far, but yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Now, you told me something right before we went on the air, and uh, and I was kind of stunned. Um, yeah. Because Tokerville has been the way it is now for a long, long time, right? I mean. Well, for, kind for, of. For, I mean. Tokerville's been growing. Um, just to give you an idea, I moved, uh, I, I grew up in Hurricane also, graduated from Hurricane High School a long, long time ago. When I graduated, there were 1,875 people in Hurricane. Oh, wow. So now there's 1,700 or so in Tokerville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and at the time, Tokerville was more like maybe 200 people. I moved away and did some college stuff and did work a little bit and then came back to Tokerville in 1981. When we moved back to Tokerville, uh, there was still about 300 people there. Oh, okay. So it has and now grown. 1,700. So it's not stagnant by any means. It's growing. Uh, there are some subdivisions that are, that are, uh, are, are you know, building out, uh, but nothing like what is going to happen. Yeah, let's get to that in a second. I, I wanted to ask you, is, is Tokerville now, before the growth that's coming, uh, would it be considered a bedroom town for St. George? A lot of people work in St. George but live there? A uh, bedroom town for St. George, but maybe even Cedar City and Hurricane, oh, because okay. we're closer to Cedar, uh, actually, than you are here, obviously. It's about... 35 to 40 minutes to Cedar, and it takes me about a half hour to get to your radio station. So we're kind of close there. So, but, yeah, absolutely, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, it's a bedroom community and has been for a long time. Now, let's talk about that growth. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, things are going to change just a bit in Tokerville. I'll let you, tell, I'll let you okay. talk about it, though. Well, I, I don't want to you know, make this a real long story, but Highway 17 is the, is the road that leaves the freeway and then goes to uh, Laverkin where you turn to Highway 9 and go up to Zion National Park. Sure, okay. So from the north, that's kind of the access to Zion National Park also. And the, the, the issue is, is Highway 17 is a little two-lane road that goes right through a residential area. And to have that kind of traffic, including semis and, and all the things that go along with it, Coming right through a little residential area has not been the most desirable thing for the last little while, especially when visitation in Zion's picked up to 5 million people a year. Yeah. Uh, so in order to kind of preserve that little historic part of town that we have uh, that everybody loves, uh, we are in the process of moving Highway 17. It's going to go west of town, out through the desert a little bit, and that highway now will become a city street. But along with that moving of the highway, uh, it's all private property out there. And at this point, there are in the neighborhood of 4,500 to 5,000 new rooftops planned in that area, as well as a bunch of commercial zones. And so the Tokerville 
at least uh, on that side of town, are gonna, is going to change drastically over the next 10 to 15 years. And that is not something we're looking way down the road at because construction on that road is probably going to begin this uh, either late spring or early summer. Of this year? Of this year. Wow. Yeah, 2021. So that's imminent. It's happening now. In fact, uh, we have the first subdivision that's going to be off of that road, Platt, that's coming in to our uh, planning department right now. And, you know, things are off and running. So Tokerville is going to boom over the next 10 to 15 years. As Craig Bowler, Jack, would say, fasten your seatbelts. Now, let's uh, accentuate the numbers here. You said maybe 5,000 new new houses. Yeah. Uh, if... If and this is kind of a small number for Utah, but if there are three people per household, we're talking about at the minimum fifteen thousand people uh, moving into a town that right now has seventeen hundred people. That is that is crazy. Uh, that is uh, it is uh, wow. I mean, we really we literally feel like we're sitting on the precipice, and that puts a tremendous responsibility on the mayor's office and the city council to try to control that to try to make it so that it doesn't become a boom town so that it you know just that it's laid out nicely and it's still going to be a great place to live and that's our job right now and that is basically uh taking up just about all the time we have uh to try to get this whole thing to happen uh pleasantly and and not only that but what goes with that is the construction of the new toker reservoir which is right at it's going to take place at the same time this road's being built. Now, let's talk about that for a second, and then we'll get back to the yeah. houses. Uh, basically, the way it's been explained to me is that there's water up just just north of, or south of New Harmony in what was, I think it's called Ash Creek or something. Ash Creek that, Reservoir, Reservoir. Yes. Uh-huh. And that was kind of a wild, untamed reservoir. The water came and went and, and stuff, and, and, and basically we were losing that water. So in an effort to... Uh, regulate that a little better, and to be able to use some of that water, they are they have planned on Tokerville Reservoir. Where would be the exact location of Tokerville Reservoir? If I get off the Tokerville exit, where's the reservoir going to be? As you get off of the Tokerville exit, you are at the reservoir. It's there. It is right there. In fact, uh, there's going to be a, a little RV park there and a couple things like that, some camping facilities. Uh, but it will be visible from the freeway. And it's right at the Anderson's Junction turnoff there, exit 27. It's, that's it. It's right there. You'll see the boat ramp. Now, folks, if you're thinking about getting the uh, jet ski or the, the speedboat on it, you will not be able to do that. Uh, you said it non-motorized, basically non-combustion yeah. yeah. engine. You can't, you can't be s- shooting around. But it will be uh, some recreation available. On the, on oh, yeah. It's going to be actually a great fishing hole. Um, and they'll allow uh, electric trolling motors and that kind of thing in there. But just no gas-powered uh boat motors uh kayaking is going to be great uh we'll have a walking slash biking trail all the way around that reservoir and continuing on down the bypass road uh and connecting hopefully with uh, laverkin and hurricane on down here maybe someday what i'd really like to see is uh to be able to hop on my bike at the reservoir and ride all the way to the virgin river in st george that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. This is really exciting news, and as a mayor of a, you know, pardon the expression, a sleepy little town. Yeah, it's not going to be a sleepy little town anymore. Do you feel like uh, that that things are going to change? Is is the lifestyle going to change? <laughs> I, I mean, do you, obviously it's going to change some, but but what do you think, Lynn? Well, I think there's going to be two parts of town. Uh, hopefully, and and the whole idea with this bypass road is to make sure 
that that historic part of Tokerville that we have now doesn't change uh, a lot. I mean, it's bound to change some because there'll be uh, actually a little less traffic there and the traffic will be slower, but it'll be residential traffic. Uh, and, and, and there's going to be that part of Tokerville. And then there's going to be the other part of Tokerville by the bypass road where there's, uh, you're in the middle of, you know, 15,000 people or so out there. And so there's really going to be kind of Tokerville one and Tokerville two almost. And our job is to do the best we can to meld the two together and make it work and make people <laughs> as happy as possible with yeah. the dramatic change that's coming. Well, if you think about, say, a town like Washington City, they have, you know, they have the fields, they yeah. have Old Town, they have, you know, Coral Canyon. Uh, it, it's there's many different pieces to Washington City, and yet it's all still Washington City. Yeah, and, and it, it can happen, Lynn. I guess that your job's not going to be easy, though. Well, Santa Clara is another good example of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got that downtown downtown street, which is still a highway. Mm-hmm. But it fortunately isn't the road design <laughs> at this point. And, and they've done, a, I think, a great job out there of maintaining that small community atmosphere in that area. And then you get up on the hill and other places and it spreads out and becomes the rest of Santa Clara. So it's doable. It's doable. And our job is to make sure that it happens uh, in, in a way that's going to be uh, advantageous to everybody. You know, one of the things that that people, I think sometimes when they stare development like this in the face, don't think about is that that's private property that they're working on. Mm -hmm. And people have some rights to do with their private property what they wish to, as long as it is coherent with what's happening in the rest of the community. And that's what we're trying to find, to figure out is how to make that cohesive item element fit together and so that we can all be still Tokerville but you know they have every right to develop their property and we don't want to stand in the way of that completely but we do want to regulate it as much as we can to make it work it strikes me too that there are going to be growing pains and and problems uh and and you know, we, we have a lot of community leaders on this program uh, from senators right down to mayors and, and city councilmen. And part of the job of a, of a good politician is to try to predict the, the problems that are going to be coming. <laughs> what are some of the problems that you see that are going to come with this? Well, one of the things we're trying to address right now, and I'm glad you brought that up because I want to advertise for this. Mm-hmm. We just, uh day before yesterday, put out... Uh, uh, a job search for a full-time city administrator for Tokerville. We have never had that before. We've never even had a part-time city administrator. It's yeah. been the mayor that does all of that. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to solve some of those problems that that you're talking about and, and things that this poor little sleepy innocent town doesn't even know are coming yeah. by getting somebody who has some experience. And I think that's going to help us out a lot. By the way, that uh, job listing closes on the 16th. If there's anybody out there that has some experience and education in city administration, we'd love to talk to you. I do. Uh, so that's something, you know, that we're doing. The other thing we're doing is trying to get hold of, uh, well, we're working with the office, state office of urban Devel- or, uh, rural development. I have a meeting with them coming up uh, next week, actually, and trying to get what assistance we can on a planning basis and any other assistance they might have us for from from people who have been there you and that, and that's what i like that, that that you're saying we're talking about people you want people that have been there 
that know what's coming and, and, and how to, you know, kind of uh, uh, anticipate the coming uh, issues and, and problems. Yeah. Certainly water is going to be one of them, but although having the reservoir is, is, is going to help with, with that as well. Uh, so you heard it here, folks. Uh, if you have experience, yeah. city manager, I guess the city administrator, what, what, what's the job title officially? City, city, administrator. city administrator. So that person will be responsible to the mayor. Uh, and the city council, and uh, you know they'll they'll be the basically the front man for all of this development that's happening, front person. Yeah, I I mean theoretically, in a few years, Tokerville could be as big as Hurricane. Uh, theoretically, although Hurricane's almost, growing, Hurricane's about twenty two five right now. And just so you know, there's uh, I, I'm on the sewer board, and we're putting in infrastructure out south of Hurricane for twenty thousand new homes. Oh my goodness. So hurricane is going to boom also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, Leverkin's about 4,500 people right now. So we will bypass, we'll, we'll surpass her, uh, Leverkin, but they're also putting in plans up on the bench, up on top for, uh, additional growth up there too. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen to the Eastern side of the County. I, uh, we, we had Jeremy Larkin on, I had his little real estate program on just a little while ago. And yeah. one of the numbers he talked about that blew me away is, uh, uh, there are 2000 realty agents, re- realtors in, in Washington County. There are 280 homes for sale right now is all in the entire County. Now when, when you say, well, what can we do about that? People don't have to sell their homes if they don't want to. What we're doing about that is developments like the one you're talking yeah. about yeah. out there in, in Tokerville. And, uh, you know, this stuff takes time, but it it's does. coming. It is coming. Yeah. So it, it's it's on our shoulders right now. <laughs> it's a development like that. How long does it take to? I mean, when when will the first house be inhabitable? Um. Well, the road uh, is going to have to be finished before anybody can move in there, just for safety access, mm-hmm. primarily. So that'll have to take place before we can actually issue a building permit. Uh, not to say that subdivisions won't start putting in some infra- infrastructure while that's happening, but uh, and the 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 people that are building the road tell us ten to twelve months to start okay. to finish. So frankly, by you know the middle to the end of next summer, we could we could see houses going up out there. Wow, wow! And and the reservoir, have they give you a timeline on that? Uh, about two years to build it, so about the same time reservoir. Uh, yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna be a great thing for all of eastern Washington County. The water will go to Tokerville, but it'll also trickle down. Pardon me, to uh, Laverkin and Hurricane um, uh, to the south of it too. That water is going to come basically from Pine Valley Watershed, and as you mentioned, the Ash Creek Reservoir that's up there at the top of the Black Ridge is the major source. But there are also going to be some pipelines coming down a couple of other drainages on the south face of of uh, Pine Valley Mountain as you come down towards Tokerville. So there'll be a pipeline that goes straight down Ash Creek from the top of the Black Ridge, clear down to the reservoir, and then a couple of other pipelines that will go under the freeway uh, as you come down. Tokerville will be uh, virtually unrecognizable in in about two years maybe, huh? Downtown hopefully will be very recognizable. But, yeah, the rest of it's going to change. We're talking with Lynn Chamberlain, mayor of Tokerville, a town that's uh, fixing fixing to undergo a pretty big change. Uh, the fishing hole song may not apply anymore to a town like Tokerville. <laughs> now to get a bigger song, maybe, yeah. or, or something. But uh, Lynn, uh, it, it's uh, 
I appreciate you coming on the show. We've got more show to come. I want to talk about the name Tokerville. I want to talk about some of the other uh, issues that, that you'll be facing as, as things continue to grow there. Uh, and even a little bit, we got talking yesterday with Zach Renstrom, the water uh, County water conservancy uh-huh. uh, director. And, uh, he said the the bane of his life at times has been the conservationist and the all the all the different uh, wildlife issues everything they do uh, is held up uh, with paperwork and time because of uh, some of the issues and you have a unique position and that you used, used to be the used to be the wildlife guy so I uh, did yeah. maybe we can get uh, your perspective on that and uh, and more with Lynn Chamberlain right now we need to check in with weather you okay to hang on a little bit longer there mayor you bet Welcome back to the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890 949 KDXU. It's Mayor Thursday, and for the first time on the program, we have Mayor Lynn Chamberlain, the mayor of uh, Tokerville. Thank Good you for coming on, Mayor. I really appreciate it. Uh, we were talking about this song. It's called The Fishing Hole. I, I called you on your bet, uh, but I'm not going to collect on it. No, um, you're not. Uh, do you know this song actually has lyrics, and Andy Griffith actually sang this song? I know. You go on YouTube. You can actually listen to Andy sing. I am uh, a great Andy Griffith fan. A good guy, so. isn't he? When I was when I was little, and I've told the story on the show before, so I'll make it brief. But I got teased all the time because that was the heyday of the Andy Griffith show. Oh, yeah. when, I, when I was little, it drove me crazy. I, I hated my name. And then as I grew older and and realized that Andy Griffith was actually a really good guy. I kind of embrace it. I'm like, you know what? That's that's okay. There are worse things. To a lot made. of wisdom came out of that show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My kids watch it years later. I they, I told them uh, that I I took a lot of my fatherly my 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 style as a dad from Andy Griffith, kind of a cross between the uh, the Theo or Huxtable, Mr. Huxtable, yeah. Cliff Huxtable, and Andy Griffith or Andy Taylor. I guess he was on the show. Those were kind of my two models for for being a dad. Well, those so, are pretty good ones. I think so. Too bad what happened with Cosby, though. Yeah. Uh, well, but, uh, there you go. Let's talk about the name Tokerville. What does the word black and toker have in common? They are the same. They are the same. <laughs> yeah. Indian uh, word Toker is actually the Paiute uh, word for black. Mm-hmm. And why? Well, there, there's a lot of, there was actually a chief toker. Mm-hmm. And when, uh, when Tokerville was settled, uh, the Native Americans in the area were actually very instrumental in, in helping out with that. And they had a very good relationship going on. Um, so there's, there's a, a lot of conjecture that maybe that's where the name come, came from. But the other possibility and the other uh, talked about uh, way uh, of explaining it is all of the black rock, all of the basalt that is around uh, Tokerville, all that volcanic uh, lava that uh, seeped out of the fissures in the ground and became uh, the mountain there in front of Tokerville covered with black rock. And everywhere you dig a hole in Tokerville, there's a black rock under it. So. But I, I'm I'm thinking it's uh, it's probably named after Chief Toker, and actually his burial place is somewhere over there. Uh, it's kind of a well kept secret, but uh, uh, holy burial grounds. Yeah, somewhere yeah, it's there. kind of a, a a blessed place for the the Paiute Nation. So, oh, if you want to translate, technically Tokerville would be Blackville, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, 
by the way, if you want to call into the program, I didn't mean to exclude the listeners. If they want to be part of it, it's 673-5890 is our phone number. You can email me, A Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N, A Griffin at CherryCreekMedia.com. You can text me, and our text line is 435-467-5842. Uh, just got a text, and that's kind of what, uh, what shook me out of my stupor here. Uh, Mayor, uh, one, somebody texted and said, hey, do the people of Tokerville support the growth plan there do you do, do are, are the people generally behind what's happening well the people are watching it very closely and uh yeah this is this has kind of been in the mill for a long time so it's not a secret to the people it's not something we're springing on them what they are very concerned about is what's the traffic in town going to be like especially during the build out uh and once that uh bypass road is completely finished then the traffic will pretty much all of the Construction traffic will divert out there. And we have a plan or two in place, too, that's going to help during the construction of the bypass road as well. So, yeah, there there are a lot of concerned people about what it's going to do to the traffic in that little part of town that we have now. Uh, and, you know, where are the, the, the linkage roads going to come from, from town to the bypass road? What's that going to do to those in town? Uh, you know, some of those we're going to have to build out to our right-of-way and widen them a little bit, and that's going to make a difference in people's front yards in some cases. Yeah. So uh, I'm over overall, I think people are waiting for this bypass road to come through, and they're, they're anxious about it. Um, that's one issue. The actual population rise, I think, uh, I don't know that anybody's actually looking forward to that, but here it comes. Here it comes, ready or not. Yeah. Like you said early in this show, Quite frankly, a lot of that is private par- property, and and, yeah. and to a certain extent, people can do whatever they want with their private property. And, yeah. and you know that's one of the facts of growth that that's really tough. If they're following the rules, uh, then there's not a whole lot. I mean, you you can't walk out there, Lynn Chamberlain, and say, "Hey, you can't build a house there." Well, no. actually, yeah. you, you can. Yeah, and so. and we've got plans in place and and designs and and uh, density figures and all of that kind of stuff that are in place that they will have to maintain. And another thing that's interesting about this piece of property too, and you mentioned in, in uh, connection with Zach Renstrom a minute ago, is mm-hmm. um, on the west side of this property, it butts up against the tortoise reserve directly. So, you know, we're going to be building eventually right out to the tortoise reserve, uh, which is down. Uh, it, it's more familiarly part of Leeds than it is Tokerville. Sure. But the property actually butts right up against that. So, And that's all the clearances and everything are done there. And, and so that's not going to be an issue for us. But we are going to be neighbors with the tortoise reserve. That, that is a good segue into one of the things I wanted to talk about was wildlife and endangered species and mm-hmm. environmentalists. And uh, are there a lot of stumbling blocks, a lot of, a lot of uh, things blocking some of this development from happening? And, and if so, are they, are they worthwhile? Are, are they correct? Uh, on this particular property, it's been private for so long that there aren't really a lot of issues. Uh, There are a couple of uh, pioneer-type artifacts. There's a couple of big rocks out there that have had names engraved on them and some by past uh, uh, landowners that we would like to preserve and maybe even honor Mm -hmm. by moving those around and and maybe figuring out how to to build a plaque for them or something like that. And I think our developer is actually going to help us with that. He's kind of offered 
So, uh, but as far as natural resources go, um, the tortoise issue, you know, will come up when we start building over on that part. Um, and they'll have to do clearances and whatnot. But fortunately, and, and a lot of people uh, don't necessarily look at the tortoise reserve in this aspect, but the, that is done as a mitigation for this kind of building. And so that part has kind of already been done. What we'll have to do is make sure that there are no tortoises on the property when they build on it, hmm. and they just pick them up and put them back on the tortoise reserve. So you, and we haven't seen tortoises out there, so I don't think yeah. it's going to be an issue at all. The, the uniqueness of your background, having dealt with wildlife and the flora and fauna of our wildernesses, um, yeah. uh, I think gives you some perspective on some of this stuff. I know Zach Renstrom expressed extreme frustration with things like the Lake Powell Pipeline. And the, I think he said he had a, there was a thousand-page study that they had to do to, you know, to, to try to get right-of-ways to put a pipeline in and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, is this stuff out of hand, uh, like, like Zach uh, kind of? implies or or is it something that we really need to do and be careful with (laughs) well that's that's a great question (laughs) uh you know my humble opinion having worked uh for a lot of years uh for the state division of wildlife and i worked closely actually with the formation of the tortoise reserve when it came in and Mm -hmm. was kind of a part of those discussions for a while and uh, you know, I, I, do I think it's out of hand? Yeah, I think it's out of hand. I, I think, uh, we need to make sure that those areas are, are protected. Uh, in, in my view, it's kind of nice to have that, you know, 60, 70,000 acres in here uh, of tortoise reserve. Otherwise we'd be building homes on it and, and you wouldn't have anything left. Uh, so uh, is is it valuable? Yes, it's valuable. It's part of what makes uh, our area attractive to to people coming in and wanting to build here. Is is it out of hand? The hoops we have to jump through to to make sure that bad things don't happen. Yeah, uh, I think it is. I think we go way too far. The other issue is, uh, you know, most of that is controlled by the federal government. The state government really doesn't have. Uh, they they have some dealings in it, but they don't really have jurisdiction over it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the federal government is not geared up from a personnel standpoint to handle all of the need. And so things take a lot longer than they need to take because there simply aren't the personnel available to go out and do on the ground what needs to be done in order to free up some of that property. And that, I think, is, wh- in, is where one of the problems is. It's is uh, not enough personnel to work on it. And I'm not saying we should have a whole bunch more federal employees. What we need is a whole lot less regulation. There you go. Well to said. help with that. so Well said, for sure. I know you're not clairvoyant, but another uh, listener texted and said, uh, these, these houses that are going to be built, 15,000 yeah. people maybe coming in, uh, do, they, do these people have jobs? Are, are they coming here because their job is here? Are they coming here because they're retired? Are they coming here... Like, do they need jobs? What What, what do you know about well, what you think is coming? That's a really good point. And on your uh, earlier show with the realty agent, you were talking about why people are moving here. Yeah. Uh, and it, one of the reasons is because the Internet infrastructure is such now that you don't have to be on site to have a job. Mm, good point. And so I think a lot of those people will be in that category already. A lot of people who live here are in that category, and a lot of people are working here for for jobs locally from their homes um 
So there's that contingent, but also as the area grows, uh, the job possibilities are going to grow with it. So a, a big part of what we're doing out there on the bypass road is commercial. So there are going to be new businesses out there. Uh, probably a lot of them will be catering to the tourist tourism market, uh, and that's always here. It's growing. Uh, the whole, um, what's the the Dixie the Zion Greater Zion approach right. that tourism, the yeah that the uh, the county is taking works. It actually does, you know, bring people into a lot of other areas, and that's another thing, you know, we could talk about, but it'd probably take longer than we have, is the, the whole Toker Falls issue. Well, we're going to get to that in a second, for okay. sure, because I, okay, I definitely want to talk uh, about that. That brings, that brings challenges. Um, so the jobs will increase also but i think also it's going to be uh there st george will have more jobs cedar city will have more jobs and hopefully we'll continue to be somewhat of a bedroom community too as well as uh, supplying some of our own jobs what it is going to do for tokerville is supply something that we have never had before which is a budget yeah we have we have no income now, and, so. and, and back to your, you know, <clears throat> original point about the telecommuting. I have two family members that work in Salt Lake City. They live here now because their job is 98% of it is on a computer. Yeah. As long as they have a good Internet connection, they, they can do their job. And, and that's uh, the way of things. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if I lived in, say I lived in Pasadena, lived in Los Angeles, we're talking about an hour commute at least. Yeah. Uh, and, and. and you know, having to go into office and then an hour each way at least and, and, and stuff like that, going to the stores a half an hour just to get there. And, and you know, Tokerville is 18.9 miles from St. George. If it, What you don't have when, when all the commercial development comes to, you'll be able to get in 18 miles. And if you're used to driving an hour to, to work or a half hour to a store, you can get there in 20 minutes. Nothing it's not to a it. big deal at yeah. all. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, yeah, yeah, he stole he stole my next question, and we'll talk about it. I've got to take a commercial break. Toker Falls. Toker, yeah. Tokerville Falls, I think, if you don't live in Toker Falls, Tokerville, and if you live in Tokerville, it's just Toker Falls. Or Twin Falls. Or, yeah, Twin Falls. Uh, I think it's kind of almost a rite of passage for Southern Utahns that you've got to get to Toker Falls at least one time or you're not really a Southern Utah. We'll talk about that. What's going to happen with it? Because right now it's it's awful hard to get to. So stay with us. Mayor uh, going to join us here in, in another minute or two to uh, finish out the conversation today. Right now, though, let me thank Joe Shoney. Joe Shoney is a, with New American Funding, and his specialty is customer service. Been uh, serving Southern Utah for 25-plus years. And and uh, quite simply, he went out there and he said, look, I'm going to do my best for you to make you a happy customer as a, as a loan officer. And uh, I want you to put an honest review of me online. And uh, 513 reviews later, he averages an astonishing 4.96 out of five stars. That is good reviews right there. Here's a couple of them. Uh, Courtney F., five-star review, said professional and timely on everything. Uh, John S., from Cedar City said, thank you. New American Funding has been great to us, and I will always be a customer, not only for this home, but in the future. Your staff has been very friendly and helpful. Thank you, John and uh, Glenda Scoville. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, every review for New American Funding and uh, and Joe Shoney has been uh, incredible. Uh, give him a call today, 435-590-6300. Email him, joe.shoney, that's with the C-H, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, joe.shoney at N-A-F-I-N-C.com. Be back in, let's see, uh, 90 seconds. 
Welcome back. If you want to be part of the show with Mayor Lynn Chamberlain from Tokerville, give me a call, 673-5890. We've got plenty to talk about, uh, but we'd love to hear from you if you want to call. Text line 435-467-5842. And uh, you can email me, agriffin at cherrycreekmedia.com. Mayor Chamberlain, thanks again for coming on today. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. Absolutely my pleasure. I can tell you've been in radio before because uh, you've been <laughs> just really comfortable and smooth. Were you, were you nervous for today, by the way? No. No? Not really. Good. You're talking about my favorite subject here. That's right. I asked, uh, actually, uh, who was it? It was a few weeks ago. I had a mayor on for the first time. He hadn't been on before. And I said, uh, you know, you're going to be all right? And he says, hey, I get to get on and brag about my town for an hour. He says, why why wouldn't I be all right? So, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to read you this description of Tokerville Falls online. Just do a search about what is Tokerville Falls or whatever. And this this was written, Tokerville Falls is one of the... Those amazing off-the-beaten-path gems that that desert dreams are made of. A waterfall oasis in the middle of nowhere with a swimming hole and lots of exploring. Tokerville Falls is a destination that the whole family is sure to love. Now, I don't know who wrote that. But it's almost like they it's almost like they work for Tokerville Falls Tourism Department yeah. with that kind of description. Yeah. Tell us tell us about Tokerville Falls. Like I was saying before we, we uh, took the break, uh, I almost felt like, you know, I had lived in southern Utah a few years, but I I had not been to Tokerville Falls and I almost felt like that was like a prerequisite to actually being a southern Utah was going and spending a little bit of time out there at Tokerville Falls. Well, it it is a beautiful place. Um Tokerville Falls is a double fall on Laverkin Creek. Okay. <clears throat> and it's up Laverkin Creek, probably four or five miles beyond Tokerville. So, uh, and it's a dirt road, and, and, and that is, uh, that's actually a stretch. It's more of a I, rock I was, road. I was going to say, you're being very generous calling yeah. it a dirt road. <laughs> it is really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a four-wheel drive truck with high clearance and i won't drive it up there yeah it's kind of a a side-by-side slash four-wheeler road uh only at this point uh there is some conjecture about fixing up the road a little bit but that comes with some problems Uh, being on laverkin creek uh, laverkin creek runs down through tokerville right in between two uh, subdivisions and through a city park and there are no sanitation facilities up there, and it's only four or five miles upstream where you have Tokerville Falls from this city park, and you have people playing in the river. Yeah. So I am, as are the rest of the city of Tokerville, very concerned about that situation. So we're working with the BLM right now. The falls are actually on BLM property uh, to try to get some sanitation facilities put in up there because on uh an even normal weekend there will be oh over well over 100 to 125 vehicles every day wow that go up there and play and swim and that's great but with no sanitation facilities that's not great no it's not so we're working on that right now we actually had a meeting yesterday morning uh with the BLM and the county and uh, some other entities in the city about what to do and we're coming up with kind of a step one step two type of a plan to eventually uh potentially fix the road up a little bit but not until we get some sanitation facilities in place so that can handle the people that will go up there because it is a beautiful place it's a wonderful swimming hole 
but it's really difficult to get to right now. It, it's to the point where we can't put in uh, pit toilets, for example, because we can't get a pumper truck up there to fix to pump them out. So there's some catch-22s involved with that whole thing, and it'll be interesting to see how it works, it out, works out. But it is a beautiful area. Um, if we can, again, try to manage that in a way that's appropriate and not ruin it like some other destination spots in southern Utah have done. Well, and, and that, boy, that is a real conundrum because uh, it is beautiful. It's a wonderful place. We want to share, you know, anytime something's great, you, you want to share it with other people. But uh, unfortunately, uh, when the access is easier and is granted, then you get too many people and it ends up really uh, just about ruining yeah. the whole experience. So it's going to be a fine line you're going to have to walk there, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard enough trip up there that people don't want to just turn around and go find a bathroom. <laughs> if right. that makes sense no, you're, you're there for a while it once does. you get there you're not going anywhere very fast so and it, it's uh it's kind of a weird there's like some rocks and it kind of tumbles down and then there's a, a hole almost a fishing hole mm-hmm. and the and the <clears throat> and the the water uh, cascades down into there and makes this incredibly inviting wonderful place to be it really is neat and and uh and yet at the same time you know it it it's there. There, I, I, someone died there uh, on the road. There, I think not not too many, not that long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. The road can be dangerous. Uh, yeah. there's some drop offs and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, as much as beautiful as it is and as fun as it is, it's it's not uh, exactly a place that everyone should go. Well, and you want to be a little careful too. Uh, we've had people actually follow their 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 phone. <laughs> Oh, to no. try to get to GPS. to the falls. And one of the things the phone does is leads them to an area where they can park and says, okay, you walk the rest of the way. Well, the rest of the way is four and a half miles straight uphill. <laughs> and, and and it's rough. And it, there's no water. You know, you can't get a drink of water. you got to pack your own. And it's hot there in the summertime. Yeah. So, you know, use some common sense in your head and don't necessarily do what your phone tells you to do. Yeah, wasn't there a scene from The Office where they tell him to turn right and he turns into a lake or something like that? Yeah, same, yeah. Same, same kind of deal. So, uh, all right, well, the, the big news again with Mayor Chamberlain talking about the future of Tokerville. It's uh, in, uh, we anticipate, what, in the next two, three, four years, things are going to be yeah, in the very next, different. Yeah, the next two years they'll be building fairly heavy probably. The reservoir coming in right off of the freeway, uh, a diversion of the road. Was it 17? SR 17? Uh-huh. Is that the right number? Yeah. Uh, anything else? I mean, I, I, I feel inadequate saying that because that was some pretty big news. Any <laughs> any other news, though, that we need to know about? We're down to the last three minutes. Well, that's the elephant in the room, but there are always other little things that are coming up all the time. Uh, you know, any any small town has... Uh, politics involved and some interesting issues coming all the time. We have uh, a short-term rental uh, ordinance now that's in place that is protecting us, and we're excited about it. You have to live in Tokerville to have a short-term rental. You can't buy it and and move away and rent your your place. So that is protecting us uh, as a residential community. Uh, You know, there's, there's all kinds of things going on, but overall... All in all, Tokerville is a wonderful place to live. Um, the people there are great. Uh, the The place is beautiful. It's well kept, and we're proud of it. And uh, I, I tell people it's the center of the universe all the time, but it really is. You moved there. How long have you been there now, Mayor? I've been there for forty years. 
40 years yep. in Tokerville, and uh, it's going to change so much in the next four years, uh, two, two to four years, that yeah. uh, it, it'll be almost, uh, well, part of it will be almost unrecognizable, yeah. and hopefully part, part of it will still stay the same. The part same. you drive through now probably won't change much. That's that's actually a good thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, Mayor Lynn Chamberlain from Tokerville, uh, I know you did a radio show uh, uh-huh. for years, Um I'm curious, and we're only down to about a minute or so left, but uh, as you look back on that, first of all, when did you stop doing that? Was it? Um, I retired in 2016. Okay, so it wasn't that long ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Wasn't that long ago. Uh, was there one or two experiences that just really stick out to you after all these years? Well, it was it was always fun to have uh, telephone calls come in mm-hmm. and, and try to answer those on the fly. Uh, I think... One of the greatest experience was uh, was working with Tim Nesmith and some of those guys up there in Cedar City, yeah. uh, and they do such a great job up there. And it, it's amazing to me that Tim's still there. He's been there forever. He has, and he has. he's. I think he's an asset to the company. And and you know, sure. it was really great to work with him. Um, yeah, as far as uh, something that sticks out, probably all of it. I mean, I, I still have people talking to me about the show that enjoyed it and hearing about wildlife, and that's nice, the people. That is good stuff. Uh, Dr. T, they, he calls, I don't, did he call yeah. himself Dr. T back then? He did, yeah. Dr. T and... Uh, Tradio. Yeah, the Tradio, and, uh, you know, the the thing, and I work with Tim because we're, I'm a news talk here, he's a news talk in Cedar, although we're a little bit different styles, but I get to talk with Tim on a, on a nearly daily basis and uh, I get to glean some of his wisdom. He's not that much older than me, but he's been in radio a lot longer than I have as, yeah. as far as the day-to-day things. And uh, the thing I like about Dr. T is he's a no-nonsense guy. He yeah. just cuts through it all. So, Well, next time you talk to him, tell him hi for me. I'll do it. He's Lynn Chamberlain. I'm Andy Griffin. This has been the Andy Griffin Show on Mayor Thursday. Thanks so much, Mayor. You bet.